Welcome to the Future of Tourism podcast. I'm David Peacock. Stop owning your own content. Young leaders are stepping up. Bring everyone to the table. And imagine their world anew. As we look at the emerging role of destination organizations in sustainability and regeneration, it would serve us well to look at our meetings, incentives, conferences, and exhibition peers and take some notes. Dr. Peter Lee is a friend and a peer. He's the managing director of the Goyang Convention and Visitors Bureau. He is a pioneer in sustainability in the meetings industry, and he's a board member of the Global Destination Sustainability Movement. Matthias Schultz is the managing director of the German Convention Bureau. He's a founder of the collaborative think tank, Future Meeting Spaces. And from 2003 to 2010, he was the CEO of the World Conference Center in Bonn. He is a thoughtful and engaging leader working hard to future-proof the industry. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Where are you? What's it like? Good morning, David. Good morning, Matthias. I'm very glad to be in in the podcast, uh, actually, uh, I'm in the train station after the right after the, right after the, this podcast. I need to take a train to the another city. I had a, I had a some. I'm going to have a, some special lesson for tomorrow uh, break uh, breakfast session. So, anyways, I'm good. It's a uh, Korean weather is getting warmer, and uh, I hope for end of this month they get some uh, flower blossom. Beautiful. It, it's a really, uh, it's really great to see you, Peter. Um, I saw you last in September in Korea, and it was fantastic. You are just a magnanimous host, and the project in Goyang is is totally mind blowing. And, we'll, and we'll talk about that more in the podcast. Yeah. My my pleasure. Have you? Have you? Thank, well, thank you, <laughs> Matthias. Always always a pleasure to see you and talk to you. Um, how are you? Where are you? What's it like? Hey, good morning, David. Good morning, Peter. Great to see both of you. Um, a warm welcome and good morning from Germany. We are based in Frankfurt. You probably know all Frankfurt from our industry meetup, which takes place every year in Frankfurt, IMAX Frankfurt. Excellent. It's really good to see you. Um, we last crossed paths at the City DNA conference in the fall. Um, you were you were lecturing in Tel Aviv. Um, I want, to, I want to start here with both of you. Um, you're in the meetings, convent, meetings industry, and the meetings industry has moved the bar significantly in sustainability. It's actually sort of created a beacon for, for other work. But I want to ask you both, what, what is it about the sustainability piece that caught your attention? Peter, for you, it was, it was almost a decade ago, and you've, you've brought it to the forefront in, in Goyang. Matthias, you have woven it into your work for, I look back almost uh, more than 15 years. So Matthias, you first, what, what, what is it that got you started? I mean, it's many factors, but at the very end of the day, it's just one story. Um, when I worked with the United Nations campus, the World Conference Center in Bonn, um, I had the opportunity to meet Ban Ki-moon, who was the former General Secretary of the United Nations at that time, because there was a conference going on in our venue in Bonn. It was the United Nations Convention to Combat Desertification. 
And Ban Ki-moon just arrived to open the conference and I had the opportunity to speak a few words with him. And I asked him, Mr. General Secretary, what are your expectations? What are you expecting as an outcome from this conference? And he said to me, young gentleman, at that time I still was a young gentleman, he said to me, young gentleman, this conference will make the world a better place. And that really caught me at that minute and I really understood why they decided to bring together people from all around the globe to build trust, to gain new information, to gain new knowledge, to share information and to communicate in order to find solutions for complex problems which we are all facing in our societies. Wow, that is uh, a very motivational story. That's very cool, Matthias. I, I didn't know, but so thank you for that. Peter, I'm going to say the same question to you. Um, you've been a tireless advocate. Um, I got to attend what was essentially a, a pan-Australasian um, sustainability event in Goyang because you invited your peers from all over. Um, what got you started? That, that's the International Destination Competitiveness Forum. It's, uh, uh, yes. uh, you know, the Matthias told you about uh, what uh, he studied sustainability, sustainability because of the UN, but you know the the UN Secretary General, he's my same home, my, the, from my hometown, same hometown. So anyways, uh, Aran, my sustainability is not starting, it's not that big like that. But anyways, uh, I can say is uh, uh, because of sustainability was there. When I was in the MCI, is a 10, more than 10 years ago, uh, maybe MCI has a, only country, only company has a the sustainability specialized department. And I have a people like some Guy Bigood and the Robert Simon, he's a brilliant guy. So, but in Korea, Korea is quite, quite new. It's a climate change is new, even not many people know about the sustainability. So um, my interest is some explore this sustainability. That, that's the beginning. But uh, but the move to the Korean Convention Bureau, I uh, use, I, I have supposed to, at the time, I a fixed purpose to use the sustainability because uh, um, I'm in the first managing director in convention, convention bureau in Goyang. So I need to raise the brand, raise the brand as my destination. So what is the most tactical way to better ROI? So I have a small money, I don't have any manpower. So that time, at the time, the sustainability came to me. So this is quite small money invest and uh, good. If you have some good exercise, you can get a better and uh, it's a great ROI. That's why uh, uh, I'm using, I'm, I'm right now is uh, in almost seven years, I'm still focused on the sustainability in, in, in Goya. Well, that's remarkable, um, Peter, because I showing up there for the conference, I, is sustainability was such a central tenet of, of what you did and everybody shared that ethos so in seven years you've moved you've moved that bar a considerable distance and and, and you can really feel it so um when you when you think about the way the the meetings conventions industry is leading the tourism sector sector in sustainability why is that over transient destination is it because it's a closed system 
that's easier to measure and therefore adjust? Why, why is it that the meetings convention industry, in, in my opinion, grabs sustainability first? Matthias, I'll throw mm. it to you. Okay. Well, okay. I don't know uh, because I know <laughs> about I don't know about great um, ecological concepts and approach, approaches in the tourism industry already back in the 1980s when we look at agriculture tourism for example they very early adapted uh, the importance of you know creating more sustainable products and services but speaking um, about the business events industry when I think back now 15 years when we really started to drive this initiative within Germany and also within Europe, we started back in 2009, a year after I met Ban Ki-moon, with the first um, Green Meetings Conference, which we started in order to invite people who were interested in sustainable ideas and sustainable concepts and sustainable approaches to start talking about it, to learn from each other. In the very beginning, it was more or less a platform for peer learning. And then it evolved. Year by year, we um, organized this conference and the number of people who attended um, increased over the last decade. And then we started not only to meet once a year in order to talk about you know, ideas and concepts, <clears throat> we also started to implement a training program, which was supported by the German Environmental Association. They helped us to build a training program for uh, we we educated and trained so-called um, sustainable event consultants. The idea was to implement in each large corporation, convention center, hotel, at least one person who who has the skills to run sustainable events and who is able to train others. And then we managed to I think to educate and train over a thousand people who spread the word about how to run more. Um, sustainable events and the next step then became that we identified and created our own codex for um, the German um, events industry so to say a sustainable sustainability codex with which hundreds of um, um, companies have already signed the pledge and so it you know evolved year by year and the number of people following us became more and more and that was I think the very beginning um, from how we started because first we built a platform and then we started to communicate and I think and this is why I, I think this podcast is also great it's all about communication communication sharing ideas sharing knowledge being positive and optimistic um, to make the world a better place so it's interesting you, you talked about that in Tel Aviv you, you made a statement there that stuck in my head you talked about us shifting from a, a the meetings industry shifting from the service that's a lighthouse type service to a satellite service informing consumers and, and in some sense you've had many of your clients come to you in the meetings industry and ask for sustainable events but i'm sure between both of you now you have as many clients come to you and insist their event be sustainable so peter same question over to you when when you um when you look at the proliferation of sustainability initiatives in the meetings industry um again is it is did it start there because it's easier to measure those closed systems like meetings um and, and i put it to you in the, in, the, in a different sense because with your glaying role you're you're really a combination of transient tourism and 
and meetings and conventions. In fact, you built an entire city around the idea that those two things should be unified. So from a, from a, from a meetings perspective, that did drive the sustainability initiative in Goyang. It wasn't driven at the transient level, was it? When you sent her this questionnaire, it's very complicated. So, you know, I couldn't sleep over <laughs> much yesterday night. But I can say yes or no. So, you know, the, uh, the why, what, the, the because the meeting industry is a, because of the meeting industry closed, that is, e that is where it's more easier way to implement the leader sustainability in the total, the total, the, uh, among the, the tourism industry. Yes. Because, uh, the, you know, the think about it, the, in the meeting industry is kind of organized or certain, there is a certain organizer and the, there is a, and that community has a sort of same proposal and the same idea and the same goal, right? So they, if you, they agree to achieve the some purpose and uh, they wanted to achieve the some value, is that that goal and the, that uh, and value is a sustainable sustainability. That easier way to participate in that to read that in the move forward that way, and that 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 is one reason as you said. And another reason is. Uh, uh, we compete normally. You mentioned about the, when we mention about the travel industry. That's a regular tourism, right? Business travel industry is a really matter with uh, the corporate travel and the meeting industry. But uh, for regular industry, regular industry is a driven driven by uh, driven by the individual, the individual the leisure traveler. So it's it's not easy to combine their goal, and then it's not easy to make them reach the one goal and then there is a much different different type of the stakeholder than meet that those of a meeting industry so is it isn't it also easier though to measure the inputs and outputs when you're dealing yeah, with that, that, that yeah for sure yeah because normally meeting in the you know the some meetings always happen to the, in the same destination and this on the same same period so to measure and to adjust to the certain sustainability it's easier than easier than tourism industry. So the problem is in total side, in, in the generally tourism industry, regular tourism industry much bigger than meat industry, right? Business event industry. So to sum up with the regular in the, to, to achieveness and then active, uh, the activeness of the sustainability with uh, the regular traveler and uh, in, in the meat industry things, so still small. So to the from the point of the from from the outside of the view, the tourism, the, the richness and uh, in, in the activities of the sustainability, the degree is uh, still low. That that's the issue. I indeed, think. indeed. Okay, let's let's go forward on one sort of final question. I know Peter, you've got a train to catch. In, in... no, 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 it's okay. Go ahead. All right, here we go. So today. In tourism, we talk a lot about a social license. And in fact, I would say in 2022, there was a market shift, whether you were a meetings and convention destination, a transient and leisure destination, or a combination destination, a real shift to the idea. <clears throat> and this, <clears throat> excuse me, this comes out of the pandemic in some sense, the pressures that were, were put on tourism in that sense, that tourism be more locally relevant. What does it do for a place? It's, it's also... Um, um, 
it's also been accelerated by the fact that we we saw the weaknesses in the system during COVID as well. So when you talk about transient tourism destinations, the terminology we use now is more about a social license. We, we're seeing, in fact, Vancouver Island turn their entire mm. leisure destination tourism uh, region into a social enterprise. I think the meetings industry has done some great work with the idea of achieving social license. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Matthias first, but I want to say Goyang is a remarkable city that I think only exists in, in the sense of a social license with the people of Korea. It's, it's a massive vision. There was a lot of movement and inspiration around it. It's been, you know, 20 odd years in the making and it's, it's magnificent. Matthias, I think one of the best examples in the world though, is, is when you were, at the Bond World Conference Center, um, talk about a, a a function for meetings that achieved a massive social license. So much of a, what it what it did was so big and and so awe inspiring. Like like your like your meeting with with uh, Ki Moon. Um, it seems like the meetings industry has thought about social license a lot. I think they're thinking about it more. There's convention destinations that have to really start thinking about their citizens, but I'm seeing great work in Goyang and Madrid and Berlin. Um, let's talk about social license for meetings, Matthias. What do you think? Well, um, since a few years, uh, we started an, initi an initiative um, working together with now 30 European National Convention Bureau because we thought it's so important to work more, cl more closely together in order to align our activities, in order to learn from each other. And we published a white paper, um, I think two years ago now, about the future role and purpose of National Convention Group. And th this is exactly what it is about, what you just mentioned, David. So what's the role of business events now and in the future? How can destinations help to bring people together in order to discuss most relevant topics which help us to face the challenges or to, to find solutions for the challenges we are facing at, at the moment. And a few years ago, we started the so-called Future Meeting Space Innovation Alliance, which is in cooperation between many organizations uh, from our industry, but also from outside our industry. Large German corporations are also part of this innovation network, for example. And in cooperation with the Fraunhofer Institute, which is one of Europe's largest application-oriented research institutes, we really try to find out and to figure out what's the role of business events in the future and how do they look like? That is from mobility, how to get there, to digitization and to technology, how to implement new technologies, and up to new event typologies or even event formats, which may exists in the future in which we are not yet uh, thinking about. And this is all um, the different topics we're discussing in the different initiatives. And what we learned from the latest research is that um, we try to figure out the reason for travel and the motivation for attending in-person events on the one hand, that was one of the topics which we wanted to better understand. And we wanted also to understand talking about um, stuff retention, and this is what we are all talking about. It's so important for all corporations, for all destinations. We wanted to better understand the employee at attractiveness and the source of inspiration. And inspiration happens during meetings. And you can build trust during meetings. You can drive 
innovation during in-person meetings. But that's this is why it is so we are so responsible to run the right formats, to bring the right people together, and to put the right topics on the agenda of the of the meetings. And this circles back to the United Nations campus in Germany when it has been when this initiative has been started, the idea was to bring as many organizations together who deal with the topic of sustainable development. And the idea was to, if we bring more people together talking about sustainable development, we can find better solutions. We can, um, we are quicker to find answers for complex situations. And this is a little bit how the situation looks like for the moment. And just to, to finalize that, is what we learned from the, the recent research is that 82% of people attending business events gain new ideas. I mean, this is what we need, new ideas, new inspiration for complex um, challenges to be solved. Matthias, I'm starting to see that new ideas focus spill over into the destination, though. When I, when I talked to David Nowak Perez in Madrid, um, specifically about a, a radiological um, uh, convention that he had there and the, and the social good that came out of it. They created a national radiologist website. Are you seeing more and more of what's happening in meetings and conventions being communicated to the public around them? I'm, I'm certainly seeing it in Oslo, Norway, and I'm seeing it in Copenhagen as well. A absolutely. Uh, we, we started our program, which we call Discover German Expertise a decade ago, and it is really focusing on the economic and scientific expertise we are offering in our destinations, our country. And the idea is to link the topic of the conference with the local expertise, which is there already, with the local experts and with companies which are dealing with products and services which are important for the topic of the conference, for example, universities, which do a lot of research on that specific topic. And we know from also re our research that 82% of meeting and event planners believe that it becomes more and more relevant to link the topic of the conference with the local expertise. And why is it especially so important these days? Because the more and more we work from home, the more and more we work, we attend virtual conferences, the more people are looking for real and authentic places where they can build trust, learn from each other, and drive innovation. Thank you. That's a great answer. Dr. Lee, I don't even know where to start with you on this one. Um, when you immerse yourself in Goyang, it feels like the entire place, it, it, it achieves two remarkably thing two remarkable things you think we were oppositional it has an incredible sense of authentic korean um culture to it I, i've never felt so immersed a culture in a culture in my life those those six days were amazing but at the same time you see this brilliant um experiment building this this two million square feet uh, literally building a million people in a city over the course of 10 years um I think it. I think. I mean, I, I don't. It feels silly asking you about the social license for it, but the whole thing's a social license. Talk to me about how you build a willingness in Goyang to not just not just be, you know, to to tolerate this asset, but to embrace it. I mean, the people in that city celebrate the asset, that and the Hyundai Museum. It's a remarkable place. Talk to me about social license in Goyang. You know, the David and Matthias. Um, you know, the irony. Irony, Corey. Uh, I want to be uh, my. I want to make uh, my, uh, my. I want my city to issue the social license because we 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 are afford to 
get more people from the outside. So Matthias is a great talks about why and how how achieve the socialized social license in in uh, in, in in destination. But uh, I may focus on the real the status of the social life, why we need a social license and uh, what happens now. But in, as you already aware that the in tourism industry is a uh, uh, is they expelled in more than uh, totally nine percent of the total carbon dioxide in the globally, and the GDP level. Tourism industry almost reached the nine percent, but think about how we do, how we doing about the, to achieve them sustainability. Frankly, is very poor. So you know that I read your book. There is a, some some small quotes. We until Thunberry, wait for wait for wait for tourism industry to move forward. So. So that means we have many st stakeholder and the most of the company and the stakeholder is a young and middle size, and small size. So we always come forward because they say like this, we are affordable. So we need to, some big company like airline, airline companies, a hotel chain need to do forward and we need to follow that. But same situation is the destination too. So like I just said, all my stakeholder in my city, we are still hungry. We we still hungry. So sustainability is the next thing. We need to get more person. We get more events. So frankly, they are not much interested in doing sustainability and then doing kind of the, some. The, they don't care about the residents to stay settled in the destination. So when people comes in in the many massive participants of massive gathering happen to my city. There is a, so many noises, so many tra tra traffic jam. No, right? That, that, that's that's why it's on, to the resident level, resident to resident people need a social license. So my law, at least in the meeting industry side and you know, on my destination, to make aware why they, they need to need to achieve the sustainability and how to work together and how to convince the local community we doing something. So just to tolerate more thing and let's come together. So in my case, I uh, my job is uh, two thousand. I joined the late of the two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen. I joined, joined the GDSI. The reason is I have no manpower, no money to do that. So I need to find. I need to know where am I in sustainability level level. So every year we are benchmark. So doing getting more. So I'm organizing some task force for the sustainability. And then that next year, we are set some strategy, sustainability strategy for next five years. And then next year, we have some sustainability manual for the organizer to, to implement sustainability in their event. And then last year, so we, uh, we do, we developed some uh, uh, sustainability uh, benchmark KPI. So we can we can right now so we can do monitor and the measure and our sustainability level. So I hope next year we can do publish the some like GRI report and uh, our the achievement benchmark uh, the re, uh, result report. That that's the way. But I'm I'm processing still processing. I like I like the idea of publishing it. <clears throat> I will say one thing we're seeing is talk to a marketing manager at a convention bureau, talk to a marketing manager at a leisure destination. Their jobs have shifted so significantly where nearly half of their time now is spent speaking internally in their destination about 
and creating that alignment they need are the idea of sharing your reports works are you are you what's it like uh, maybe i'll throw this to you both as the last <clears throat> question because we are tight on time are you starting to communicate out into your into your um communities what you're doing more and more has there been a shift in the last 12 months to more um uh, local communication matthias you first and you mean local uh, with our local communities yes yes with with your citizens in and around your your um facilities yeah well i think there's um um always a very good platform already between the citizens between um the other stakeholders talking about the role of business and events and why this take place and how we will conduct these business events in the future and what time what kind of sustainability um, approaches we all have and we all follow what i think is um, even as important as talking on a local level is talking on national levels and talking on regional levels and this is why we started together with the 30 national convention board in europe to talk with each other to avoid that we duplicate work to avoid that we can't learn from others and this is why we invite all other national convention groups from all around the globe the day before imex to start a conversation on sustainability and how national convention bureau can leverage um and the their efforts to um, towards uh, sustainability and i think this is so important and this is why again this podcast is also so important we have to start conversations on local levels and national levels and pan-european levels and global levels to drive this forward and this is why i'm a big big fan of this uh, net zero carbon events initiative which started already last year in glasgow um, during one of the huge United Nations conferences, this initiative really to, to drive net zero forward. And this is what's needed. We need to talk to each other. We need to communicate. We need, we need to learn from each other. We need to try to avoid duplicate work. And this is what we are very good in in the business events industry. Everyone is working on its own little solutions. And every little solution is better than no solution, of course. But we have to start talking about it and um, this is why i'm so keen to meet as many of our peers during imax in frankfurt to really start that this um, uh, um conversation thanks for that answer it's it, we're we are sharing and now it's about sharing what we're sharing more we gotta we gotta take take an order of magnitude on that peter i know you have to hit a trade what's your time like Oh, it's okay. I'm I'm finalized and jump up and uh, and and run to, okay. to the train station. Final final thoughts to you on that. Go ahead. To put a line that the CBB is uh, to create a mega impact on the sustainability. But I may right now is uh, my city is uh, just to focus on the own our own destination. So we we uh, allow to the local community and the whole stakeholder and to get together, create the task force for the sustainability. And every year, every year we do uh, at least two times the sustainable campaign. So all stakeholders and the local residents to come together and then the planting trees and the sell the local product and the advertising local product and the convention center to the, the, the business to the touch from outside. And we also to to encourage it, uh, even to organize, to do, implement more sustainable things. So if you 
the some organizer to implement more sustainability sustainability things to to that event to their event we get some more fund on that so we 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 do some surplus point on them and also every every report we produce and the benchmark study some benchmark study is very poor but even that we uploaded our website and everyone can share that uh, report material so as you the Matthias said the get together and the do act do more things so we can create more sustainable in the, in the places and the event destination all right guys um when it comes to sharing and doing i think you both are doing and sharing a lot and and, and certainly um i come across you all the time moving this forward and i gotta thank you for that tireless approach on on, on both fronts i know how hard you work at it it's um early monday morning i know you were reading drafts of this on the weekend it's two o'clock in the morning for me i know we all care about this and i love your final thoughts which is we need to share more what we share this is great thank you matthias it's been a great pleasure to talk to you as always peter um you're you're welcome in my house anytime thank you very much for both being here 